0: Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast, where we listen into a group of rural firefighters as they give their opinions on the challenges they face, both on and off the fireground. We release a new episode every week, so please hit that subscribe button, leave us a rating and share this with your fire family and friends. Now on to this week's episode, where as always, we ask the question, are you DTFF? Hello and welcome <laughs> to this evening's episode of the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. This evening I have three members of my fire family. I have Scott, hey, Mr. Yes. Spence, hello, Ash, hey, and that's three. I, don't know, I to came four apparently. <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking about uh, wildfire and grass fires.
1: So. This year has been the worst. Yeah, I just want to clarify. He said wildfire, not wolf.
2: Fire. <laughs> wolf fire. That would
1: be pretty sweet. That would be a wolf awesome on fire. A wolf just ripping. That would be amazing. I think that would be dangerous. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, We're not talking about burning animals. We're talking about wow. burning grass um, and trees. And trees yeah, and man. bushes. So this year has been the worst, right? For uh, Apparently, is it the second worst or the worst <laughs> on record? The worst. They are a... talking worst on record in yeah. uh, Western Canada.
3: But also, last year was the worst on record, and we've surpassed the worst on record by this year. We we'll get
0: better next year, record. fellas. Yeah, get even another record. Seems to be. <laughs> yeah. So we we attended quite a few. Um, some of them, some of them were from lightning strikes. Some were stupidity of people just having fires in stupid places, um, or having fires in fire zones completely just irregardless of how they they started we went to quite a few this year and we changed some of the things that we did um with some of the uh the hose lines and things so maybe maybe let's let's start there let's start with some of the extra things that we've added to the trucks this season um and maybe even at the end of last season too so new new stuff that we've been using that has been helping us out there on the on the
1: fire greens um i think one thing we added this year was kind of midstream it was kind of after one of our bigger fires, I guess it was our first big fire of the year, well, big-ish fire, um, was the inclusion of the Cleveland rules as a wildland roll, Which is actually, I believe that's what the Cleveland roll is also called as a wildland roll. So, for those of you that don't know what a Cleveland roll is, I think Carl said it once, uh, look it up, everyone needs one on their truck, and Cleveland gets... A donation every time we say it. <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not. But uh, we've started adding. We added some uh, Cleveland rolls to our to our wildland gear um, because the first fire of the year was. It was kind of up a slope, and um, we were using regular old structure structure hose, like inch and a half structure hose, trying to run this line up the hill. And we, you know, you burn out. You're trying to carry all this hose. And then what we did is we put the reducer on, sorry, and then we turned it into forestry hose, which has a different connector, um, and we ran that up. But the way we were storing forestry hose, because forestry hose is always kind of an, um somewhat of an afterthought, afterthought on our, yeah, afterthought yeah. on our engines, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird that it is, because we, like Carl said, we get a lot of grass fires, mm-hmm. uh, and force fires. So um, the way we had them, we just had them straight rolled, like donut rolled or actually not even donut roll, they were straight rolled.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And so obviously like forestry hoses are longer too, so they're 100 foot links. So we were rolling them out, and um, which is fine if you're in an open area, like a street or something, but what it says, right. it's forest hoses, so you're in the forest or wildland hose. So you're in these areas where it's hard to roll at these hoses. So what, what happened is the first fi- big fire of the year, um, one of our members, we were rolling out the hose, we were kind of trying to deploy the hose line and, uh, the only way to do it, we stretched it kind of into the bushes while the fire had come down the hill on us. And, uh, what had happened is while we were stretching this line, getting ready to attack the fire, the bird dog from the water bombers, which we'll explain later or discuss later. Um, it came over and basically warned us that the bomber was about to drop. So we backed out, leaving the hose where it was and, um, it got, uh, burned. Because by the time the bomber came and dropped, the fire had already overtaken the hose. So I thought about, well, is there a better way? And we use a Cleveland roll on structure structure fires. So the Cleveland roll, what it's designed to do is it deploys in place. So you don't have to unroll it. So, um, went back to the hall. Um, took some of our hoses that we had left after the, <laughs> the burning <laughs> incident. So all the leftover hoses. The remaining good hoses. <clears throat> and played around with it a little bit, um. First, we did a uh, double Cleveland roll, mm-hmm. um, which we actually deployed the very next fire and worked quite well, except it was almost too much for the, the double Cleveland roll. So then after that fire, what we ended up doing was making basically like six Cleveland rolls, mm-hmm. all with water thieves on them. So you could attach a, what's called a conline. Um, I'm not sure if it's called a con line all over the world. So it's basically like um, flimsy garden hose. Mm-hmm that can um, make like offshoots from the um, forestry hose. So we have it, so it's kind of um, laid out in a series. So we can, we attach, every link of the hose we attach in a, in a Cleveland format, we can stretch it out, attach the water thief, attach the um, a cotton line hose, mm-hmm. and fight the fire that way, and put a pretty effective guard. So that's one new tactic we use this year. Um, is there others that we guys can think of? One thing that we did, Think about discussing at the time,
0: um, if and only if you have a considerable amount of war, um, was because there was, there was so much cactus and stuff up there, it was really difficult to move around some of those bush lines and stuff. We were talking about just taking the inch and a half and digging a guard with the inch and a half almost, all just, right, yeah, just blasting the dirt out and, and kind of creating a, a bit of spray and and digging along. It wasn't obviously you know something that we were going to use as a main tactic but if you were in a pinch it might be something that because you've got that extra pressure there that you could potentially use it for just remember there's a lot of power going through those lines and mm-hmm. if you aim at that stuff at the ground it definitely makes a hole so if you are in a pinch <clears throat> usually, you know, it's and not you just got a wall. wet guard it's uh, now a wet guard that you've basically you've dug
2: displaced guard. <laughs> all the shit yeah. on the ground all the you know the duff, the whatever the cacti, yeah, whatever might might be there. You're you're clearing that that path as well as laying down a pretty decent card.
0: Yeah. So one thing, one thing I do want to discuss with wildfires comes to SCBA. Mm. Now SCBA is something that a lot, a lot of guys, even especially on our department, actually. You know, it's like we'll we'll get there if there's nothing else that's that's there that we can see. It may be, you know, damaging to us. It's on fire. You can take your SCBA off. Do you do you think it's a good idea to do that? Do you think it's a good idea to be wearing your SCBA? What What's your thoughts or spins?
3: On arrival at any fire, it is my strong belief that SCBA should be worn because shit's on fire, right? Um, I've been to um, a grass fire where the first officer on scene says, hey, it's just a grass fire. You don't need your SCBA. Um, so I started attacking the fire with our pre-connects our inch and a halfs, And <clears throat> the fire was coming up a, a slope and it sort of rolled over me and I was in a place where I didn't want to be without an SCBA. So at that point, I, I just dropped my hose, went back, got an SCBA because I don't want to be a statistic. So on arrival... I strongly believe SCBA's partly for that, partly for shits on fire, partly because you don't know why there's a fire there. You don't know what's on fire. If there's poison ivy or a car fire started this fire, or we're going to be getting into a structure fire because it's an interface fire. Uh, I strongly believe that SCBA should be warned. Now, um, doffing it as you go, that's going to be a judgment call. Um, you are out in the open um, I don't think it's such a bad idea once you, you know what's going on you have a pretty good idea as to where the fire is going and what it's doing I don't mind that. yeah
2: I think uh, <coughs> you know throwing it to Spencer to start and what you said there it brings me back to early on when I joined we were going to something I can't remember what the call was it was a what I believe was like a smaller grass fire. It was, it was uh, nothing out of control at the time. It was something that sounded like we were going to be pretty manageable. Um, we're on route to this, and it didn't sound like there was anything else around it. So, back your typical. I ah, know it's fine. It's just a grass fire call. Um, and I don't know who was in the back seat with me. And I think at that time you were actually sitting in the officer seat. And somebody says, "Oh, hey, should we put our SCBA on?" And it stuck with me and it is the is there something on fire? Yes. Oh, you should probably put your SCBA on. And it rings true with me. I I I really agree with it. If you're going somewhere and shit's on fire, wear the shit that protects you when shit's on fire. It's easy to take it off. It's a pain in the ass to put it on once you're out on scene. Um I've been on every grass fire that I've been on almost (laughs) it seems like there's a time where myself or somebody around me is in a position where hey I'm safe everything's great oh shit I can't breathe because all the smoke is in my face and they don't know where they're looking they don't know what they're breathing and it just turns into a bad time so if it's on fire put it on it's easy to take it back off and uh one thing that I've kind of started doing myself is if, if you're going to take it off and a lot of people like we've, we've had some grass fires lately uh where they'll drop it like halfway out like if if i'm going to take my pack off i take it off and leave it on the hose line i know where it is it's going to be probably on a retreat path anyway so if i have to go back and grab it it's not 20 30 feet off it's somewhere centralized so i can grab it again
0: Wait, wait.
1: You yeah, I think one of our the second big fire of the year um, was forty degree weather, and you know I I chose as we were pulling up, I could see because I, I could see the fire, I could see what it like, I could see the smoke. I was like, and then I'm, I'm I chose not to wear the SCB be like because <clears throat> I had it partway on, and I was like, no, I'm not gonna put it on. And uh, I know the other guy that was in the, in the seat next to me, he had his on. And what what happened was once we we're because we, we had to hike up a slope and I think we ended up pulling like 600 feet of hose up this freaking hill. Um, about halfway up, the SCBA is laying well, mm-hmm. laying next to the hose line. Mm-hmm. And actually, what happened was uh, it jumped the garden us, almost burned up the the seven thousand dollar SCBA. <laughs> but Carrie would have killed you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you can't like it's hard to it's a judgment call, right? Um, I I do believe yeah we should be putting our SCBs on for everything that's on fire, mm-hmm. um, but then sometimes you're like okay, if will I have the energy and the ability to get back out if I have this SCB on me while I'm halfway up this fire if it turns on me? So I don't know it's a, it's it tends to, it ends up being a judgment call. A lot of guys just won't put it on because they're they don't want to put it on. Um, now on the bush truck like on our bush truck we don't have a C B A. so there's not that option there. Um, there's not you know forestry guys don't wear SCBA they're they're on that shit all the time Um, a lot of it is you know you're in a campfire you're in a giant campfire you're Mm -hmm. inside the giant campfire (laughs) Um, is there a better option I don't know maybe I know in in California they have the guys have special almost like dust masks or some I bought one I got one in my pack is that one of those what's it make
0: Uh, it's just it's just oh like a regular dust mask there's this there's this kind of fancier (laughs) one that actually
1: like uh, filters particulate and stuff. Yeah, it's nice. yeah. N95. They gotta yeah, be so N95. Yeah. yeah. Is that what you got? Certified. Huh? Yeah.
0: I got. I bought huh? a box when they're in the forestry huh? truck. Because when we went out on one of the ones, uh, I just left the box in there. But yeah, I ended up buying a whole bunch of them.
1: Because it definitely, I mean, it is good to be able. It's I say, it's good to be able to breathe. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's nice. It's yeah. yeah it's <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, it's it's good to be able to see and all that stuff because you do better work. Yeah. But when it's that hot and there's not much work to be done. And you're pulling this line all that way it's so like the risk versus reward thing uh-huh. so. i
0: i've had twice now where i the very first time actually was with you mm-hmm. ash and we we went up to one that megan had started up at, up at her <laughs> place before she joined the department and uh so we we got up the hill yeah <laughs> yeah you're under the bus now mate uh <clears throat> we got we got up the hill and as we got there um it was just on the on the one side and it looked like it was starting to like just kind of peter off uh, north as opposed to actually climbing the hill mm. so we got up there and in the truck i said and this was it was one of the first grass fires i've been to right so i was like should i put my scba on and the officer in the truck turned around and said Ah uh, don't worry about it. it's just a grass fire, right? So fair enough, okay. I'm gonna listen to the guy in the seat with the with the colorful helmet, and I got off and uh, Unfortunately, when we got to that side, I was fighting it from the higher side. The wind changed, and all of a sudden, my feet were like near flames, and there was a big cloud of smoke mm-hmm. and I couldn't see. I got disorientated completely, could hardly breathe. And then Ash reached in, kind of grabbed me on a ship because I was completely—I didn't know where I was. It was very difficult to see. Yeah, it was
2: uh, coming into that seeing You. <clears throat> yeah.
0: It was. Uh, I don't. I don't uh,
2: really care to have that happen to any of my uh, fire family here for sure. Mm. Carl was in a bad spot for sure. Um, and it was just a grass fire. Mm-hmm. You what didn't need your SCU. Grass fire. SCU before, like, grass, uh, make, make, it. Kill yeah. A lot of people. I
0: just—I blasted my feet was the only thing that i thought to do and as i started doing that i just i twisted out i blasted the ground and then ash's hand kind of grabbed me and pulled me backwards and then i mm. kind of regained and i was like okay and he was you like take this, three seconds i'm going to get my <laughs> yeah it was like just it it completely it can throw you off yeah. you know and yes it is just campfire smoke but man when it is that thick it mm. is really difficult to see where you are um Yeah, so even when we went up to the the one where we were lugging up that hill, same thing. As soon as I got off that truck, it was on my back. Um, And one of the other members that I was with, who had followed me down the hill, um, we had taken the Cleveland Roll, which I love the Cleveland Roll. Can't say enough good things about (laughs) the Cleveland Roll. I'll tell you, man. (laughs) Um, We had taken that, and we had hooked it on, and we were going out. And then the wind changed and it started blowing the smoke up the hill towards us and uh, that person could not stay there. They had to go back and get their yeah. gear. So Theta just threw it, and then I was there on my, on my solo and unfortunately at the time I didn't have eyes on what was going on at the top. We were having some water issues because of our location. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very difficult to communicate because I didn't have a radio because the other person had the radio and it taken mm-hmm. it with. So there was a whole bunch of problems that were caused by just not having the thing that helps you breathe during the smoke. Right. So I, from now on, will always, always take it. Can you dump it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like you said, going back to the truck to get that thing on is a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Just a waste of time. You, you've already dragged out all that hose and
1: yeah, mm-hmm. things now, change quick. Um, since we're on PPE. What do you think about turnout gear? I think you had the right idea on that one because of the cactus. Well, I, I don't. I wouldn't say I was thinking that way. Yeah, <laughs> I, <laughs> I am. Turned be the turned way out, way. It turned out that way. Um, <laughs> I am not. <laughs> now there is actually uh, a policy, or I think it's a work safe policy in this province where you can't. You're, you're, when a firefighter goes to a grass fire, they are supposed to be in coveralls, leather boots other gloves and a hard hat they're not to wear their turnout gear now here in our department i don't and none of us well none of us training guys we don't abide by that no the dude doesn't abide Mm -hmm. (laughs) go back to the big lebowski (laughs) Um, because first of all we are interface firefighters that's what we're here for we're not forestry firefighters Mm -hmm. So we're interface firefighters. So the reason why we're going to this call nine times out of ten is because there's probably a structure nearby. So if it turns into a structure fire, because it's an interface fire, what are we going to do in our coveralls? Not a whole lot. Standing inside. Um, yeah. Um, secondly, you know, like you said, if it's more protection, mm-hmm. the coveralls or the turnout gear. Um, I'm not sure they're thinking. I don't know if it's because uh, of heat. Uh, you know. Of, like, why you need to wear the coveralls, why you shouldn't be wearing your turnover gear. Um, I can't see the super benefit Because, I mean, yeah, coveralls are lighter, but really, turnover gear is pretty well-designed nowadays. It's warm, it's, but it's also, like, in some ways, it insulates you. It's almost, like, I find it's it sometimes... Neat. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, we don't follow that, but I know a lot of departments, that's what they do. That's all they do is just... They will, uh, they, they put the coveralls on... And there were other coveralls. But now, if, what if you're on the call? Are you bringing your car? Co- are you bringing your turnout gear with you? So if you're on this on this grass fire and suddenly the second call comes in, mm-hmm. well, you send a truck and now, now another truck leaves and they, they don't have any turnout gear. Yeah. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know what your thoughts are on that.
3: Well, a couple of years ago, a few of us got issued those red duffel bags. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to have our leather boots and our coveralls and our hard hats and the forestry gear. So, the plan for that was jump on the truck in turnout gear and then doff down to turnout gear or to
1: uh, coveralls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was the idea. Yeah, and I, mean, I typically <clears throat> will try to, if I, if, if I remember, or if I'm not trying to jump on the first truck <laughs> in a big hurry, I will grab my coveralls that are hanging next to my turnout gear in the locker. Yeah. I'll grab my coveralls and throw them in the truck. And usually I have a spare spare pair of boots in there, so I grab my boots, my coveralls, as I'm putting on after I put on my turnout gear and throw it in the truck as you drive there. Um, but again, what the rules are in B C is you're supposed to be you're supposed to be attending the call mm-hmm. in your coveralls. Yeah. From my understanding from what I could see. So do we agree with that? I don't know. I don't think I don't agree with it. I no. Yeah, I don't know. No, like you say,
3: we're interface fires, we're uh <laughs> Uh we're um that's our, our duty to start with is is bunker gear mm-hmm. so yeah.
0: yeah yeah i agree yeah. i i think it's completely situational i've i've worn my <clears throat> bunker gear for an entire four hour yep. five hour it turned into um grass fire and it was just fine like i took my jacket off part way through but um you know, if anything had come through on the call and one of us had to bolt out, I'd have been ready to go. Or if it had turned and started going towards the structure, I'd have been ready to go. You know, it wouldn't have been an issue. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I can see it from both sides. Like it's definitely easy to, easier to maneuver in just normal work boots and, and coveralls, right? Like bunker gear is a little bit more cumbersome, but
1: I don't know. Right. Don't know. Um, and again, since we're talking on what we wear, um, one of the biggest things we always tell the new new people, and I think what Spencer told me when I first started was, "What do you wear? What do you always wear?" Socks. <laughs> Socks. My, my heels. <laughs> you learned the hard way it. this year, I believe, mm-hmm. me, girl. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. It takes in an extra couple because you know it's gonna be summer when these fires usually happen because it's hot. Mm-hmm. So you're probably gonna be in your shorts. Um, you might be in flip flops. If you wear flip flops and socks, you're an idiot. Look, I'm wrong. <laughs> 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 have them in your locker. So if you if you if you're more fashion conscious and you don't have flip flops and socks on, have some in your locker or in your boots or whatever, ready yeah. to go, <clears throat> because you do you will have feet issues.
0: Absolutely, yeah. You're sweating and. You're traipsing, like, you'll do more, you'll do more actual walking, physical, moving around with your gear on a grass oh, fire yeah. than any structure mm-hmm. fire, <laughs> yeah. right? Because mm-hmm. you're traipsing massive areas, you're not just sat there, just, like, either just yeah. diving on water or whatever, moving a few yeah. feet at a time. You're you're working, you're working that entire ground, right, to make sure that you're trying to contain.
1: Well, I think we had this discussion before, was, um, what's more dangerous? What do we find more dangerous? Mm-hmm. Grass fires. Yeah, grass mm-hmm. fires. Are Absolutely. Because one of the reasons is because the structure fire is in is inside this contained box, typically. Yep. Um, it's not going anywhere usually. Whereas a grass fire, it's going at whatever wherever way the wind blows, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's it. Doesn't Does really matter. Doesn't really me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, whatever way you know, we're at the whim of nature, right? So whatever it goes or however the topography is, that's where we're going to be fighting it. It's not going to be inside this confined space so you know they're way more i think they're way more dangerous than than a structure fire so the next big thing on that too then like if we're (coughs) saying socks
0: are key the other big thing would obviously be hydration (laughs) absolutely the h2o um i've got now um, tons of water in my gear i've got a bottle in each of my trouser pockets (laughs) the old trouser waters um, pants water Pants water For you non-Englishes <laughs> Just like they're shaking and yeah. it's like, You terrible English <laughs> um, And uh, for, for fire season As yeah. well for, for wildfire season mm-hmm. I bought a camel pack and You're this, all out This camel pack <laughs> Let me tell you man Like So when we were up there On that one where we were The, when the we top were of the hill there at yeah. that point I didn't mm-hmm. have to stop I just had the tube, and I was just hydrating through the whole thing, and it was it was easy pickings, mm. man. It was great. I didn't have to go back for any rehab or anything. It just it felt fine, um, and it was like forty bucks, and it holds yeah. a ton of water, and its just jerky. and jerky, packed jerky. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's actually a backpack. It's not it's just a backpack. Cowl pack. Oh, yeah, it's a backpack, and so I have. You're wearing a you're backpack right now. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, for for wildfire stuff, and it was it was helpful. It was super helpful. Um, I'm intrigued yeah you should go take a look at yeah it's pretty sweet yeah, hmm. yeah it was well worth the well worth the money hmm. well hmm. worth the money so in there i had because from having the other fire there was that point where um we needed snips to cut the fence so we had to then go back to the truck to get the snips. so i put a pair of snips right. in there i mean i always have them yeah and like your turnouts budget, yeah. which is great but what if you're wearing your coveralls yeah. right like it's just those extra little bits that yeah. i threw in there and you never know how long you were going to be out there so Sounds funky, but I threw some like
1: pepperoni bars in there and That's stuff, what it was, right? Brownie. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, you Pecoronis. watch the forestry yeah. guys hike in, they're 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 with yeah. pretty big packs, right? Yeah, but I mean, they're going for the long haul, we're mm-hmm. going for the short term, yeah. Um, yeah. But I found it helped,
0: especially on that call, specifically mm-hmm. for sure. It was great. Mm-hmm. So, hydration, anyway, regardless, um, yeah. as you as you are getting on the truck after you have put your socks on before you sit down. <laughs> If there is a case of water near you, you should be, you should be chugging on the way. And I don't think right, that's yeah. just for a wildfire. I think that's for any fire. You should be doing that Especially regardless. Especially but...
1: in the heat of the summer. And yeah. that's what I yeah. preach. You know, I tell yeah. everybody keep a water bottle with them. Drink it as fast as you can. Well, I mean, that's fast. But drink it before mm. you get to the call. Yeah. Um, because you're going to sweat it out. You might feel like crap if you drink. You know, Oh, I just drank some. No, drink more. Yeah. You might feel bloated. Or like you might feel like, oh, I drank too much water it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. going to be out as soon as yeah. you hit the ground and start sweating it's going to be gone, gone yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and we all know as well like you,
0: you never real time stands like it just it goes so quickly actually so i was going to say stands still, but it goes so quickly it feels like it's standing so it goes so fast by the time you've been out there doing something which you feel has been maybe 10-15 minutes it's an hour and a half you know because mm. you're just your adrenaline's still buzzing you're still in going 40 degree weather, 40 degree weather. Yeah. is that one bottle of water and whatever you've drank down. yeah right like you're done in the first 20 minutes i'm sure i don't know yeah. the maths or the sciences behind it but i'm sure there's some calculation yeah. that you can format in, in that kind of weather but regardless you need to keep taking that fluid yeah. in it's really really important and when you are on those long stretches of hose um and you've you're just your way out there, it's it's a challenge sometimes for people to get to you. You know, yeah. how long it's taking you to get there to be able to deal with what you're dealing with. Mm, yeah. um, but we did discuss before actually whether or not because again, the the interface firefighters that we are, we are very much let's get in there and let's <coughs> just knock it out. Right? We just want to knock it out, Yeah. But then the first you guys are just kinda it's funny because they just kind of wander around us.
1: They come to us. And then, they,
0: yeah. yeah, they they dig their trenches, which is great, and it does the business, but it, it doesn't... It's not the way we're trained to do it. I guess, well, we, that's, that's not true. We do train to do that, but it's not a tactic that we first go to. It's
1: hard to turn off the, the switch. We're kind of, of ingrained to attack. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. and I think a balance between the two is good. Because... Mm-hmm. Fires jump, fire guards all the time. If a fire guard worked, fire force fires would be would they'd would be out right away because they, they try to guard the fire. <clears throat> it always jumps the fire, fire guard. So that's what the tools they have. We have pumper,s and we have all this water. So we use it a certain way. Do we use it the wrong way sometimes? Yeah, absolutely. We go. We try to fight the. We try to go attack the fire again, like Spencer said, what's ingrained in us to go attack the fire, because we're like, attack, attack, attack. Should we let it come to us more? Yeah, probably. Um, But we could still be using some of our tactics, like wet guards and and stuff like that. Um, So, but some of the safety features, some of the safety we have to follow is back to that topography and stuff. We, as structural guys and as interface people, sometimes we try to get our head of the fire which is totally the wrong thing. And I know this year, you know, one of our bigger fires, we had a little bit of an issue where a truck was driven into the fire. Well, I don't Not into the fire. It wasn't into the fire. Driven. <laughs> yeah, driven. Truck. Driven in front of the head of the fire. Yeah. And, uh, you know, those fires are moving fast, right? And you're in a truck and it could potentially get stuck, mm-hmm. which it may or may not have got stuck <laughs> for a short time. Um, so get that leads us to the safety part. You know, Buck- you know, you don't want to get ahead of the fire, um, especially if it's going uphill, because it's going to go a lot faster. So, um, one thing as um, structural and interface firefighters is we have to always remember flanks first. So, the, the flank is first. And let either let force you deal with the head by using bombers or helicopters, <coughs> or let it find its natural barrier. Let's talk. Oh, sorry,
0: Spencer, you were going to say? Yeah, that
3: one that you're talking about right now, um, I was on the truck that that went in front of the fire, um, and we did end up getting stuck. We fell into it. It was all sandy. It was a sandy hill. Um, we drove up the flank, and all of a sudden we're taking a left-hand turn, and I thought, well, yeah, that doesn't sit quite right. But anyway, it doesn't matter. No one spoke up. We drove where we did, and the soft dirt sloughed, and we high-centered the truck. On the dirt. Um, There were three of us on the truck. Two of us started digging the truck out, and the other was ready to protect us. Um, However, yeah, the the point that I was trying to make here was another 200 yards up the hill, there was a (coughs) fairly substantial dirt road and a well irrigated um, vineyard. Green space, green space, a big green mm-hmm. space. <coughs> and so really, it wasn't going anywhere. We didn't need to do anything to it to make it stop. And
2: it was, there was a pumper parked up on that. And there was hill a pumper
3: right up there, yeah, next to the green space. And there was uh, the local viticulturalists with their pump and water <laughs> also at <true>. right the <laughs> top, right. Mm-hmm. So we really didn't need to go where we did. That was just a bad idea.
1: So yeah. there. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, the flanks. Was, you know, we, we attack the flanks. For those who don't know what the flanks are, it's the sides. <laughs> we attack the flanks and we. in it. Yeah, we leave the head, which I think is part of the side of the animal. <laughs> <laughs> and we uh, leave the uh, the head to the either the force three guys with their bombers, or we yeah. let it hit hit the natural barriers, or like sorry to say fuck it, <laughs> let it go, because yeah. if yeah. it means like we're not, you know, you don't you want to, you don't want to get killed. You know, yeah. you don't, you, and we don't have in we don't have those little jiffy pop bags like the Americans that you do in <laughs> in the forestry service that they deploy and they get stuck in. Oh, rarely labor work. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know they have these like. And I don't think they use them as much as they used to. I know in the old days they used to use them quite a lot, but uh, they've changed their tactics. Yeah.
3: And even on that, uh, we're gonna I'm gonna harp on SCBA again. Carrie and I both said, geez, I wish I had S C B A. Even when we were on the flank, even before we got in front of the head of the fire. Because it was just not a pleasant place to be. Yeah. Even though we had the, the forestry truck, S C B A would have been pretty different right. there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. Definitely. It's, I'll never do one without one yeah. Not at least at the beginning of anyway, mm-hmm. for sure. While we were discussing there, let's talk about the badasses in the planes. I just think about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those mm. guys, Ash, what can you say about those awesome, awesome gents and ladies? Well,
2: you know, when you see them coming in, it's pretty impressive. Um, so, what you generally have, uh, you're either going to have a uh, uh, fixed wing or you will have your helicopters. Uh, you're going to have, uh, if it's going to be an air, airplane, you'll have your bird dog. So that's your guy that flies in. Um, they will scout. They will lay a line, an approach line. Not, not lay, not like... Not you know, lay, no, sorry. Laying, no, they will yeah. fly yeah. an yeah. approach line. Thank you. Um, and there's an audible beep or tone that they let out. Um, on the I guess the, the final approach when they're uh, when the actual bomber is going to disperse the water uh, and these guys they these planes can lay a heck of a lot of water or uh, fire retardant um, and they can put down a, gra- a uh, guard. Um, it's it's really impressive to see what what these guys can do um the pilots of these things are well the places um, they fly it's just oh yeah, yeah. you'll be ridiculous. on you'll
1: be on the mountain looking down at the plane as it flies below you yeah, yeah. like what the hell does it's this is not it's, right just, uh, your brain is like this isn't right <laughs> no it's to be above an airplane as it flies <laughs> by me as it flies by <laughs> me yeah and
2: they're just the precision that these guys can can drop these these guards down for us uh it's uh I gained a lot of respect. I mean, it's cool to see videos, but like you say, when you're looking down and watching this guard be laid um, quite close to you. Yeah. um, And quite close to the ground and quite close to everything else. And I can't imagine... I can't uh, imagine
1: what the plane's doing because, you know, you fly into like an airport and you get a little bit of a, uh, turbulence. turbulence oh, going, yeah. Like, and that's just a little bit of hot air, mm-hmm. but they're flying over all hot air. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what's going what on. That with I yeah. What I always find. Like, are they like, yeah, Hey there. These things are huge
0: too, right? Cause they're taking on all of this water and everything else. These things are massive. And yeah. here are, a ton.
1: We don't even have the big boy. Like we, no. like in, uh, in, in California, they have like jets, like they have, yeah. they have like,
2: we're running Massive some twin jet airplanes. Yeah, yeah,
1: what are they like? Seven forty-seven, seven forty-seven is the big ones. Yeah. Yeah. like I could, that would be badass to just see one of those. Yeah. <laughs> just so, to see that. Just to take a look inside. And I don't know. I'm guessing they do this. Do they lay as low? Do they come down as low? They do. As so you know,
2: like, it's crazy. Just this past year, I did watch a video from the California fires, and they—I mean, I'm using hand signals here, so nobody can see it. But, <laughs> I mean, they came in, and it was. Uh, they were tail low, um, and it was so so precise. They got super super low. It looked like it was about to crash.
1: It was a jet uh, engine. And it was <laughs> a jet, yeah. And
2: they and then they started to disperse and full throttle, I guess, and straight up. And it was they started flat, and then the grade started to pick up towards this hillside. And they were laying this guard, and they started down down low where where all the ground ground firefighters were, uh, and then they ramped up and. What looked like mere feet. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot, but yeah. this video showed them. It was, it was so impressive how they came in, just kind of coasted down, and then started to lay the guard and ramped up. And I mean, this is like say it's a big 747. It's a big jet. Um, it, it's a larger scale of what we see here, yeah. and they they look like they're doing just as precise drops.
1: And really, you don't hear them crashing that often. No, no. 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 Well, these but guys like heard. helicopter well,
2: really, issues yeah. more.
0: But where everyone Those old guys, those yeah, right. yeah. Who's that? The helicopter. helicopter. Yeah. yeah. They they uh, the the helicopter guys really impressed me this year too. I mean, not that they wouldn't anyway, but this year when I saw them because it was the first time I'd really seen them up close mm. with that kind of stuff. Obviously, because of the fires we get every year, you see them every year. Like it's right. like apocalypse now, right now right? around <laughs> here pretty much. Yeah, right now it sounds day. like Vietnam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, every morning. Every inning. Seeing them coming everywhere. in with those buckets near yeah. the power lines, that was nuts. That was very That intriguing. was nuts. They were so, they knew, everything. knew how far down they were, they knew. It was just crazy to see. Because from a distance, it was like, holy oh, shit, is he going to hit that line? Mm-hmm. That guy's got it, man. Like, they have got it. Never
3: mind that, they were filling another of the river. Oh, yeah. That like, was f- impressive. No kidding, right? Fast moving water. Mm-hmm. And this thing dangling in the air with what is got to be an anchor 50 feet below them, dipping into this fast water yeah they can they can
0: pull it off yeah amazing what 15 20 feet across yeah the yeah.
3: river yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and it's moving
1: craziness yeah yeah so we salute you yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, then, and then not even the bigger like we got the little single engine guys too and those guys are badass because they 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 fly in what they what do they them the gaggle the gaggle yeah, yeah. so they fly the in, they, you know they fly in a little like formation and yeah. uh, in some ways i i almost think they're as effective as a big boy because they're they can be more precise they're almost like a mm-hmm. scalpel because they can come in like this one bomber hits here and then the next one is right behind it and it can be a little bit more precise on this side so those are pretty cool too mm-hmm. there's certainly a quicker
3: turnaround yeah, and, yeah, so you skim have to skim. yeah yeah. yeah
1: yeah well the
3: the bombers carry I believe they have four loads
1: oh unless they do a full drop right? they unless do, they do yeah. a full
3: drop they can do full, four, right. four drops um, but still they have to do their drop and then reconnoiter with the bird dog again, whereas the gaggle goes in and hits, fills up, they go and hit again because they're right. just that more maneuverable.
1: Right, right, right. Yeah, so they're, I mean, they you know, they're, they're pretty cool, those things. Yeah, absolutely. Right. The fire boss is what they're called. Yeah. The airplane is the fire boss. Right, What's right. the other one? That, there's, a fire, there's one that you, you had to fill up, like the little single edges also. To fill
3: oh, right. um,
1: the fire well. boss. And, yeah. Um, now, Spencer's had the pleasure of being able to call in, um, I always call them airstrikes. airstrikes. <laughs> Danger close airstrikes.
3: Yeah. Now, a few years ago we had a large interface fire um threatening our town here. Um and I guess the first part of it was when a couple of our members were kind of stuck behind a fire line. They were they were trapped and fire jumped around them. Um so I saw a blue helicopter flying overhead, uh, working the fire. So I just popped over to the forestry channel, and I said, I announced who I was, and I said, I'm hailing a blue helicopter. Just so happens that that pilot had the presence of mind to, to answer back, right? Um, so we got to talking, and I said, you know, there's some of our units trapped inside this fire. Is there anything we can do to try and help out? It turns out that that helicopter went and blew some of the smoke away i think that they helped get those guys out of that that predicament Um, but after that it made it pretty easy to to approach those guys um, because obviously i was seeing some things that they weren't seeing and just being an extra set of eyes um, it became easy to talk to them and say look there's some fire encroaching toward this building and they had a location on me. I described where I was, and I said, you know, whatever direction from me is where I'd, I'd like you to drop your bucket. And they were completely obliging. And between the helicopter pilot, myself, and other people that that decided to do the same thing, we would we would direct these helicopter drops. It was great. And then throughout the summer, that also just became really easy. On two subsequent calls after that, um, I just pick up the the radio and change over to the forestry channel, introduce myself and try and direct as best we can so that they could help us and we could help them and it was just easy to talk to them. Oh, nice. Um, they asked to use their call sign. Um, which was kinda of tough. We so really didn't know it. Yeah, I had no idea. Uh, so I was Are I would, you not blue helicopter? Yeah. I thought we had established you were blue helicopter. Sorry, you were blue helicopter no, right? one <laughs> <laughs> They all wanted to be airwolf one. Yeah. <laughs> you
1: my eyes, goose. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they—they uh, they also there was there's certain ways they wanted to be directed to, right? Oh, I remember. There was one of our officers. He got on the radio, um, and he said, "I want the bucket dropped and the tree is on fire." <laughs> and the ah. helicopter guy comes back and says, "All the trees are on fire." <laughs> Which one in particular? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the one right near me. Okay, and I'm dressed like this. I'm dressed like a fireman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting the bunker gear in so there. Yeah, I think at some point they, I think yeah, working with them was awesome because it, you know, they are like Spencer said they're obliging and like I had a story and we were talking about it a little bit just a few minutes ago. Um, we had a at the same time these big fires were happening. We had a, a very large structure fire in town, and. It's burning away, and I was uh, I was assisting with command. And then uh, another grass fire started um, south of town. And uh, it was a mutual... So they they called it our mutual aid to go deal with it because we were dealing with the structure fire. Well, I look up, and I see the helicopter flying over because it was dealing with the um, the larger fire that they were dealing with that summer. So I see the chopper fly over, and I'm like... And I could tell it was the command chopper for the forestry. So I flip over to the radio channel, and I'm like, hello? <laughs> and the woman comes on. She's like, who is this? <laughs> so I identify who I am, and I said, you know, there's a, there's a stru- structure fire burning in town. And she kind of went like, okay. Like, and I think, thinking now, she probably thought I was going to ask her to drop a water bomber on a structure fire. <laughs> but what I said to her was, there's, so we're, we're battling a structure fire. There's also a grass fire south of town. We cannot send any units. Can you see it from where you are? And she said, "Yeah, I can see it." She's, I, so I asked, "Can you redirect some resources there?" And the story I hear now from the mutual aid guys, as they drove up, so they're driving up the hill, and they can see the grass fire, and they're driving up, all getting ready to do their their awesome firefighting stuff. And as they're getting there, four water bombers go flying over, and boom, 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 and it's out. and They're just like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Dad's kind <of> like, oh, <laughs> so they turned around and drove. Yeah. Up. <laughs> Yeah, they went back home <laughs> unhappy with us. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I was also talking with that that woman in the yeah. command helicopter, and between her and I, we decided to contact the fixed wing gaggle, the fire boss. Yeah. There was that um wood framed house, the log home, home yeah. down south of town, and the fire was getting really close. And we um, coordinated a a fire boss strike on that, and it was amazing to watch. Yeah.
0: Yep. Hi, helicopter lady. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
3: almost. <laughs> you see
0: the
1: big log house? I'm next to it. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, air boss or the air command people are awesome. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. absolutely. And not taking anything away from the ground crew guys, because those guys they do a lot. They get they, in. They work a lot oh, harder than we do. <laughs> yeah, they, they do. They yeah. get into areas like the hikes and stuff that they have to do in and out of places. Is yeah. nuts. Well, I'll I'll dig like twenty feet of fire guard sometimes, you know. Just do it. and I'm like, this sucks. This sucks. And, and it took. It's taken me, you know, thirty minutes. I'm like, this is <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> and then those guys go by. Like, Give me the inch and, and a half. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, we were on that call south of town, just at the very end of those big fires, the very end of our part of it, um, we got called to a, a house almost on our southern border, and we started working this grass fire that was it was inter- interface fire near a house. And we got the call that uh Forestry Ground Crew was coming over. in. And all of a sudden we look up in the hill and there's all these little lights just They've hiked over the mountains. The, mountains yeah, they, they came from the the mountains. <laughs> they came there. from the mountains. Like a bunch of dwarves and, and a coating. <laughs> Filtering hey, down the mountain, and that's our ground crew, and they got after it after this fucking hike. <laughs>
1: that's Man. crazy. But yeah. that was also funny because they hadn't uh used uh, ever used an inch and a half, so we had our an inch and a half, and we pass it up to them because they're uh they're in a different area. Like they were, we were down a little bit. Little Cracking little. So before you told it out. So we put the whole, we <laughs> we hand them the inch and a half, and they're like, "Oh, how do you use this thing?" I'm like, "Well, yo, know, turn the bail this way and do this," and they're like holy crap! Because <laughs> it was, you know, if you're not used to it, you might get knocked in your butt. Mm-hmm. So they're used to like, um, gardeners Biscans and, yeah, gardeners and stuff. Yeah, and maybe a they're, Yeah, they're not used to the, the heavy pressure that's coming off of a 120 <laughs> PSI, PSI line. of a line, right? So, yeah, but those guys, are, yeah, they're, they're amazing. So. Yeah, they do some, they do some pretty solid work.
2: I think we sure. gained a lot of respect on our, the overnight call. We there. had to, yeah yeah it was it was crazy um this this past year uh Carl and myself and like, one other yeah member on the ground uh went went up and it was a uh, assist which turned into you guys just go do it over here uh, cause there was multiple sets it was actually it was a an arson set fire and there was multiple sets and they had one forestry crew that was dispatched out and they had been working i don't know how many hours previously to being dispatched to this fire um and going back or i guess re-walking the fire once daylight came up they had and i don't know how long they were there before us i don't believe it was very long but they had a guard dug they had lines stretched out um it was impressive to see how they deployed out um, very, very quickly. Uh, and just, again, how they attack it versus how we attack it. They stretched out holes. They were, you know, again, they had X amount of feet. And then they had thieves coming off of that, going down to the Econa lines. Uh, they had guards dug. And they were, yeah, they were like, oh, well, there's a guard over there. There's this over here. And they just went and progressed on. But a very small crew did a lot of work. Um and they outworked us 10, 10 to 1. There's no doubt. We did a very good job of what we did, but those guys worked hard. I mean, I couldn't see what you guys were doing up on the high side, but I know what they were doing, and like the forestry guys, the, these these guys work hard. I, w- I would say um, there is very few people on our department <laughs> that could keep up with them. On and many departments. Myself included. Like, I, have, I have zero qualms saying that they would outwork me yeah. every day. Yeah, yeah. It, it's mm. a
0: very different. Uh, I don't want to say that fitness isn't important because we all know fitness Absolutely. is important for what we do. But I the think longevity. Well, it's the, yeah, the they, This is the stamina. It's a different kind of training. It's a different kind of build that they're going mm. for for sure. Yeah. It,
1: yeah, I don't know. Either way. Yeah, we got we kind of get that quick strike mm-hmm. mentality. And, we uh, hope you know, for it. Like, yeah, that's what we're yeah. looking for. Yeah. And you know, and and they've complimented us this last year on how aggressive we are. And again. I don't think i have talked about this much, but aggressive doesn't mean dangerous. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know when I first started talking about aggressive, long, like, years ago, the, a lot of the old-timers were like, oh, we don't want to be aggressive. Mm-hmm. Well, aggressive is not dangerous. Aggressive is just a, a mindset of attack. It's not... But when the gonna... whole thing's been about defensive for so long... Yeah, Self-preservation. So So we get aggressive. You want to be aggressive on your attack. Because if you've got strong offense, it's a good defense Mm render. Yep. Best offense. Sounds like it's... Best defense is a good offense. (laughs) I think it's backwards.
0: (laughs) Uh, Be aggressive. (laughs) Every every dog has his day. Defense wins
3: championships. (laughs) Be aggressive. (laughs) Blue helicopters. (laughs) So... In my dreams.
0: What... uh, Is there... Is there just some some closing things? So, so for me, my closing thing for this is socks. And socks are like key for me. After a season, after one 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 grass fire, it tore up my heels for about two weeks. Mm. I couldn't wear shoes. I had to wear That's flip-flops. And going back out on a second call after that <laughs> sucked. It was a nightmare. I hated it. No amount of band aids and thick layered socks does anything. So make sure you have at least two pairs of socks in your locker for grass fire season at mm-hmm. all times. And as soon as you've worn one for six hours for a battle, take them home and wash them and trade them out for something else. Fact, mm-hmm. right. that's my mm-hmm. socks. Mm-hmm. Wear socks on any call. Yeah, because mm-hmm. your car fire
2: can turn into. A grass fire which happened like, to you guys
1: while i was away yeah, yeah absolutely. Did. absolutely
2: so i got burned if you will much many years <laughs> ago on a call middle of the night rushing out of the door oh it's just a truck fire i'm not going to bother putting socks on because i want to make a truck Well, shit, if it didn't start the the countryside on fire, (laughs) (laughs) and I had feet much the same as Carl. So the mentality of it's just A, and it seems like we have heard that a few times, oh, it's just, don't worry about it. Well, Yeah. yeah, prepare for the worst. Socks. Every call.
1: And and I think, you know, (laughs) every one of us is going to have a, we didn't wear socks story and every one of us has been told to wear socks. So as much as we tell you guys right now on this (laughs) podcast, you're going to not wear socks one day. And
2: I will not wear socks again. And
1: there's a a saying, lessons learned in blood aren't soon forgot. (laughs) (laughs) But sometimes we soon
3: forget. There's a large structure fire in town and I just got too excited. I needed to go there right now. Mm -hmm. And in put my socks on it wasn't Mm -hmm. just a it was jesus i gotta get there type of thing yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh yeah my heels and everything paid the price in the bloods indeed
2: these new boots are much better yeah i've gotten Mm -hmm. away
1: twice this year Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. wearing socks shout out to bill (laughs) Bill (laughs) (laughs) Loeb. if if you're out
2: there Mm -hmm. listening yeah shout out to globe around the
0: globe Globe. shout out to the globe
3: you're talking about danger close airstrike
1: oh yeah so one thing you don't want to be is anywhere once the um, once a water bomber or once sorry once the bird dog flies over you um, you want to vacate especially if it's one of those big boys that's coming one of those big bombers that's coming because you're going to get hurt you're going to get wrecked (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I've seen trees fly through the air and and you know boulders shift and stuff from the from the drop, because um, that that fire turn is actually quite thick. It's like sand almost. Yeah, was, yeah, like, yeah, based, I think. yeah like, no, yeah. yeah. Um, now Spencer and I, we a couple years ago, we got we got water bombed. Um, luckily for us, it was one of those single engine ones. Um, yeah, the bird. I, I see the. I don't remember hearing the bird dog fly over us. Yeah, I sure. remember Spencer and I hiking up the hill and looking up and all of a sudden there was an airplane above us and we both went, oh. <laughs> Actually, I think <laughs> it's on a Cameron. <laughs> camera and I went, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then we went, oh well,
3: because
1: it was, a, as we were nicknaming it, the Danger Close Airstrike, because <laughs> all that we saw was Red flying out of this airplane and we got covered in red. Like, we were covered um, head to toe. So... You know, obviously, if there's a bird dog and makes the warble or the sirens later, but the warble, you get out of there because it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be, uh, it could be a bad day.
3: I'm glad on that one that I had the Cleveland roll. Yeah, the Cleveland roll. Cleveland roll <laughs> saves the day again. <laughs> <laughs> As I'm looking up at this water bomber dropping return on us. Up goes the Cleveland roll up over my head, and I duck down.
0: (laughs) Like an
1: umbrella? Like a Captain America shield? Yeah, Yeah, a big Captain America shield. Big Captain Cleveland shield. (laughs) Yeah, it was
3: wonderful. It kind of helped me out a little bit there. I had an
1: officer jacket. I was going to say, and just for the record, you're wearing an officer (laughs) jacket. I grabbed the wrong jacket out of the truck, and there was an officer jacket, so his jacket got painted red, and mine did not. (laughs) Excellent.
2: At least it got some use. Hey. Hey-o. Hey-o. <laughs> <laughs> I can't.
1: <kid. laughs> Anything else? Any more? Oh, hydrate! Hydrate! Yeah, we talked yeah. about, yeah, yeah, we
0: we talk about we, it, but yeah. again, we reinforce we hydration. Again, yeah, we hydrate, hydrate, hydrate! Hydrate! Yeah. Hydrate!
3: Yeah. yeah, look at all these empty bottles right here. Yeah. 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 We're hydrating water right now. Yeah, yeah balls. water bottles.
2: <laughs> well, just as I was going to say earlier, the average person walks around on the verge of dehydration. All day long, the average person, unless you're mindful of being hydrated, which as firefighters we should be more mindful, but we're not. So I mean, well maybe some of you are great, but I can, you know, speaking for Carl, myself, back on
1: his back. Yeah, Carl. So, uh... he, Carl just walks around. <laughs> with it. He doesn't keep it here. Daily, I mean, that's his daily thing.
2: Daily, he walks around to his job and, and he's but... just si- sipping on water. Drink more than you do and I mean that's that's what I'm leaning towards now is I, I try to keep myself more hydrated. I I didn't realize um I like, I guess how dehydrated I, I am as just as a person.
0: Um I was looking into it. Yeah. I just bought this bottle and uh it, it used to be like eight to ten cups you're eight cups for mm-hmm. like a man or something. Mm-hmm. And it's actually now they said it should be thirteen, thirteen cups of water. Which, when you average that out over a milliliter basis, which this new bottle I bought is, mm-hmm. it's like thirty-five hundred milliliters. Which is a bottle about this big. I'm showing hands. It's about this round. <laughs> right, it's man, massive. Yeah. Like it's a huge thing. I, so can now, you just,
1: can you describe that for the listeners at home? <laughs> <right? laughs> large. <laughs> it's large. It's like two two-liter pop bottles. Is that what you say? <laughs> it's uh, it's, uh,
0: it's probably just a bit bigger than. One, yeah. yeah, like it's because it's three, that's three, long. three, five hundred. Mm-hmm. It's
3: huge. So you might say that that's three and a half liters. <laughs> I'd <say> that. <laughs> you just shy of a gallon. Right? <laughs> just shy. A couple <laughs> of liters of
1: cola. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So yeah, I agree. I agree. Get it in you. Yeah. Get it in you. Gentlemen, on that note. <laughs> On that note. On that note. Thank yeah. you very much again. Yep. And uh Scott, Spence, yep. Ash, yep. thank you very much.